Hey guys, and welcome to a new episode. This is your host, Mohammed. Today we'll focus on pediatric review. We'll start with leg calf parthes disease. The pathology for it is avascular necrosis of the proximal femoral head. This comes from tenuous blood supply to this area. This is typically seen in children age 4 to 10 years old and has insidious onset. May occur after injury, but it's typically insidious. Again, to summarize, like calf parthes disease, this is a vascular necrosis of the proximal femoral head seen in children age 4 to 10 years old. Ultrasound features associated with trisomy 18. Trisomy 18 is also known as Edwards syndrome. What we see in Edwards syndrome include cardiac abnormality, clenched fist, and microgampia. Again, trisomy 18, we see cardiac abnormality, clenched fist, and microgampia. Microgampia refers to short or small mandible, meaning of the word equinus. Whenever you see this pathology, you got to think that the plantar is flexed or pressed in a gas pedal position. So again, equinus means the, the plantar flexion of the ankle. Sign that refers to the pneumomediastinum where we see air around the thymus. Again, unital chest x-ray with air around the thymus due to pneumomediastinum is known as spinnaker sign or angel wing sign. Again, spinnaker sail, you gotta look up the image to figure out what it refers to, or angel wing sign. Maternal lithium is associated with which congenital heart disease? It is associated with Epstein anomaly. That's the box-shaped heart. Again, maternal lithium associated with Epstein-Hart anomaly. Which part of the long bone marrow converts into fat as age progresses for a teenager? The first portion is the epiphysis and converts right after it ossifies. And the last portion to ossify or converts from hematopoietic bone marrow into fatty bone marrow is the proximal metaphysis. Again, proximal metaphysis is the last bone marrow to convert into fat. Differences between multicystic dysplastic kidney and polycystic kidney disease. Multicystic dysplastic kidney, this is a sporadic disorder, and because it's sporadic, it's unilateral. Polycystic kidney disease, it is genetic, and we have autosomal dominant and autosomal recessive variants, and because it's a genetic disorder, it is bilateral. Now, Multicystic dysplastic kidney is associated with uh, unilateral renal mass and additional genitourinary tract abnormality. For polycystic kidney disease, it is associated with renal failure, hypertension, and liver cysts, splenic cysts, and pancreatic cysts. Again, the key difference is multicystic dysplastic kidney is non-genetic, unilateral, and associated with additional urinary tract abnormalities. Polycystic kidney disease is bilateral genetic and associated with different organs, liver, kidney, spleen, and even brain. Risk factors for developmental hip dysplasia, first child and female, as well as breach. These are important factors. And then family history, as well as additional anomalies, not as much, but developmental dysplasia of the hip is associated with female increased risk in the first child and pre breach presentation. What is dome sign? That's when you have intra-abdominal or intraperitoneal free air that is so much on a pediatric belly that it will lift the both sides right and left diaphragm and creates the dome sign. Neck shaft 
angle in coxa valga, the way I think about it is that valga has an L, and L is for lateral. So anything that is valga, it is lateral in location. Vera is medial, but valga is lateral. So the normal femoral angle is between 125-126 to 139. A valga, which means the femoral distal femoral is lateral, so the angle would be greater than 140, and coxa vera, the angle is less than 125. Again, less than 125 is vera, where the distal femur is shifted medially, and coxa valga, distal femur, is lateral, as there is an L in valga, and that's greater than 140 degrees. Situs solitus, that is referring to normal position of the organs within the chest and abdomen. Again, situs solitus is normal position of organs. Lift isomerism in heterotaxy syndrome. This is also known as polysplenia or multiple spleens and replication of the left-sided structures. Right isomerism in heterotaxy syndrome. This is the worst form and it is also known as asplenia syndrome, meaning absence of the spleen with severe cyanotic congenital heart disease. Again, asplenia is associated with severe congenital heart disease, typically total anomalous pulmonary venous return, as well as additional factors or deficiencies. A cell that shunts portion of the left umbilical vein blood, bypassing the liver and flows into the inferior vena cava, which allows the oxygenated blood coming from the mother to bypass the liver tissue and into the heart. Ductus venosus. Characteristic feature for renal duplication in girls, meaning when there is a duplicated collecting system in girls, typically we have ectopic insertion of the upper pole ureter, which inserts below the sphincter or into the vagina and results in urinary incontinence and the presentation of con constant dampness due to constant urine leak. Again, typically duplicated collecting system in girls would insert ectopically and results in constant dampness. The upper pole duplicating system is the ureter or the, uh, the collecting system that inserts ectopically. Most common cardiac tumor in children, this is rhabdomyoma. Again, rhabdomyoma is the most, cardiac, most common cardiac tumor in children. Types of esophageal atresias and tracheoesophageal fistula. Most common type is type A, where there, there is esophageal atresia and the distal tracheoesophageal fistula. Again, proximal esophageal atresia, meaning the proximal esophagus is dead ending, but there is a continuation between the distal trachea and the distal esophagus. And the way we see this, we see it with NG tube terminating in a dead ending esophagus in the middle of the chest with air filled bowel because of the esophageal communication with the trachea. Now type B, second most common, type B, the way I remember is the B stand for blind ending loop and that's when the esophageal is atritic and there is no fistula. And finally, H type where there is continuation of the esophagus and Atria, uh, the trachea without, without uh, atresia, but there is fistulous communication between the trachea and the esophagus, and it's called H because the fistula communicating the trachea and esophagus looks like an H shape. Radiographic presentation of croup or laryngotracheobronchitis. This is the steeple sign which describes the uh, narrowing of the trachea, and the clinical presentation is inspiratory strider, 
and barking cough. Again, croup or laryngotracheobronchitis. On x-ray, we see the steeple sign and clinical presentation of inspiratory strider and barking cough. Ultrasound appearance of neuroblastoma. We said neuroblastoma is a tumor or neuroendocrine tumor of the adrenal gland. On ultrasound, we see hyperechoic adrenal gland that is enlarged with potential cystic component. Continuation of previously asked question, what is the role of ductus arteriosus? Ductus arteriosus is shifting the uh, cause a right to left shunt. Let's do a review of prenatal circulation. We know that we have a single umbilical vein and two umbilical arteries. The umbilical arteries would carry the oxygenated blood from the baby into the placenta. Now, the umbilical vein carries oxygenated blood from the placenta or from the mom into the baby. It goes through directly through the umbilical vein and then empties into the liver that goes up the liver. Now, once it's at the liver, there are two options for the umbilical vein. One part goes and feeds the liver. The other part goes through ductus venosus, bypassing the liver and emptying into the IVC. Here at the IVC, we have an oxygenated blood. Oxygenated blood then gets to the right atrium. Because we still have patent foramen ovale, part of the blood will go from the right atrium into the left atrium and then into the systemic circuit and this is oxygenated blood again in the right atrium portion of it through patent foramen ovale will go into the left atrium and then left ventricle and aorta then the part that goes into the right ventricle it is pumped into the pulmonary artery the pulmonary artery is a high resistance artery because of the pulmonary immature pulmonary circulation because it's immature a large number of portion of that blood which is oxygenated blood, instead of going into the lung, it will go to the lung and through the ductus arteriosus will go into the aorta and into the systemic circuit. Again, oxygenated blood comes through umbilical vein into the liver. Part of it goes through ductus venosus, bypassing the liver into the IVC. Once it gets to the IVC, it goes up into the right atrium. Part of it goes through patent foramen ovale and the other part goes into through the pulmonary artery. Once it gets to the pulmonary artery, a portion of that blood will go to the lung. And because of the high resistance within the lung, other the other portion would bypass the lung through ductus arteriosus and going into the aorta, feeding into the systemic circuit. Then blood is returned to the mom through the umbilical arteries. And this is the oxygenated blood at this point. Twin peak sign or lambda sign in pregnancy. This is the triangular appearance of the chorion which insinuate between the layers of the intra-twin membrane. This suggests dichorionic twin pregnancy. If you are dichorionic, uh, that means it's also diamniotic pregnancy. Differences between autosomal dominant and autosomal recessive polycystic kidney disease. Dominant is the most common form because the recessive form is lethal. The onset of symptoms due to the dominant form presents in people over the age of 30, and there is an association between autosomal dominant, polycystic kidney disease, and cerebral artery aneurysms. In autosomal recessive, it is common presentation in children. As we said, this is the severe form and typically lethal, which leads to renal failure in children and there would be associated with liver fibrosis. Again, this is the autosomal recessive. The autosomal dominant patient get to end-stage kidney disease, but at age of 60 or so. Again, recessive form, least common, very lethal, 
and associated with liver fibrosis. The autosomal dominant form is more common. Renal symptoms start to present over the age of 30 and lead to renal failure approximately around 60 years of age, and it is associated with cerebral aneurysm. Again, autosomal dominant form is associated with cerebral aneurysms. Importance of the caudothalamic groove caudothalamic groove so this is the location between the caudate and thalamus is called the caudothalamic groove and it is the first place where you can see a germinal matrix hemorrhage again first place for germinal matrix hemorrhage is the caudothalamic groove disease associated with in utero insult to the developing fourth ventricle which causes fourth ventricle outflow obstruction this is dandy walker complex and results in cystic-like dilation of the fourth ventricle. As you can imagine, because the CSF is not flowing out of the fourth ventricle, we have dilation of the fourth ventricle, and in imaging we see upward displacement of the tentorium due to enlargement of the fourth ventricle. This is associated with trochlear lomboid inversion. Again, trochlear lomboid inversion is associated with Dandy-Walker complex. Retropharyngeal cellulitis, this is similar appearance uh, of the retropharyngeal soft tissue, meaning prevertebral soft tissue thickening, but there is no drainable fluid collection on CT scan. Again, retropharyngeal cellulitis describes retropharyngeal soft tissue thickening without drainable fluid collection on CT scan. If you see pancreatic laceration and duodenal hematoma in pediatric patient, what are you thinking of? You're thinking either a non-accidental trauma or handlebar sign if the kid is able to ride the bicycle. Again, pancreatic laceration and duodenal hematoma we can see in non-accidental trauma and handlebar injury over the bicycle. Membrane-covered midline abdominal wall defect with herniation of the abdominal contents into the base of the cord. This is amphalocele, seal tamir, amphalocele. The seal word remind me that it is a covered defect and it's amphalocele. We can have different types based on what herniates into the defect. We can have bowel only, we can have liver and small bowel. And this is typically worse prognostic indicator than gastroschisis because amphalocele is associated with additional abnormalities including chromosomal defects and cardiac abnormalities. Most common cyanotic or congenital cyanotic heart disease, this is Tetralogy of Fallot and it is associated with Dodd-George syndrome which describes absence of the thymus, parathyroid and hypocalcemia. It is also associated with Vactral and Trisomy 21. Key thing for repairing Tetralogy of Fallot is opening the right ventricle outflow obstruction and ballooning the pulmonary valve open and closing ventricular septal defect. So main issue for Tetralogy of Fallot repair is opening of the right ventricle outflow tract. This can later on leads to pulmonary regurgitation, but it's important to do that in order to allow the uh, blood to reach the lung. Banana sign in pediatric cerebellum. This is described flattened cerebellar hemispheres and small posterior fossa, a result of tethering of the cord and downward migration of the posterior fossa content. This is typically seen with Chiari 2 malformation as well as additional spina bifida defect. Again, the normal shape of the posterior fossa or the cerebellum is a W or 3 but when there is tethering of the cord, that W is 
converts into a C or a banana shape, and that is the banana sign truncus arteriosus. That's when you have a single artery arising from the heart that supply both the pulmonary and the systemic circulation. Now, this is the most common type of congenital heart disease that would be associated with right aortic arch. Again, most common congenital heart disease to be associated with right arch is truncus arteriosus. Now, tetralogy of Fallot is also associated with right arch. There is less of an association with tetralogy of Fallot, but tetralogy of Fallot is much more common than truncus arteriosus. Azagus continuation of the IVC is associated with, it is associated with polysplenia or left isomerism. Again, if you imagine that left isomerism mean copying of the left content side, if there is a spleen, then there would be multiple spleens, polysplenia. And the other way I remember that polysplenia is associated with azagus continuation of the IVC is knowing that the IVC in the abdomen is located right of the aorta. So if we have left heterotaxy or left isomerism, meaning the structures on the right are going to be replaced by left structures, well, there is no IVC on the left. So what we get, actually, we get duplication of the IVC and it is associated with continuation of the uh, azagous continuation of IVC because there would be no IVC in the chest or at least in that small portion uh, above the kidneys. What is meconium plug syndrome? This is different from meconium ileus which is associated with cystic fibrosis. This is a better term for a small left colon or functional immaturity of the colon where the portion of the colon is immature, not that there is any functional or anatomic problems with it. Uh, I think the pathology is immature ganglion cells, meaning the cells are there unlike her sprung, but they're immature. They will mature. The treatment for it is basically enema, and this is associated or seen in infants of diabetic mothers and mothers who received magnesium sulfate. Again, uh, meconium plug syndrome, better description or better name for it is the small left colon or functional immaturity of the colon, which is really the pathology is immature ganglion cells in the left colon. These will mature after birth and the treatment for it is water-soluble enema. Heart disease associated with Turner syndrome, we have coarctation of the aorta and bicuspid aortic valve. Again, Turner syndrome, coarctation of the aorta and bicuspid aortic valve. Fun fact that Turner syndrome is also associated with short fourth metacarpal. Again, short fourth metacarpal is, is seen in Turner syndrome. Aberrant course of the left pulmonary artery that arises from the right pulmonary artery and traps the trachea. Again, aberrant course of the left pulmonary artery and wrapping around inferiorly, uh, posteriorly behind the trachea is vascular sling. You get shown a pediatric liver ultrasound and on the imaging, they'll show you that there is a writing of gallbladder area or so on, or they might show you an echogenic line of tissue at the expected location of the gallbladder. What are they intenuating to or hinting to? They're hinting to absence of gallbladder, which is consistent with biliary atresia. Again, uh, they'll show you a, an ultrasound of a two-month-old or a newborn with echogenic tissue at the site of the existing or the location of the gallbladder with no gallbladder and the diagnosis they want to get to is biliary atresia 
and it is associated with absence of the gallbladder. Infantile scalp lesion demonstrating intense enhancement or on Doppler imaging high flow. This is infantile scalp hemangioma, typically decrease in size with fatty replacement during the involuting phase. The proliferative phase typically begins few weeks after birth and continues up to two years old. Previously, they used to treat it with intralesional steroid injection. Now, the most common treatment is beta blockers. Surgery is rarely needed or embolization is also rarely needed for it. Again, infantile scalp lesion with intense enhancement or high flow vessel is infantile scalp hemangioma.